We got the cat neutered. And that is how the 100th episode of the Try Games on the Podcast begins and ends. That shouldn't start like that. No. Hey, good night, everybody. Good night. 100. Peace. Oh, here comes the music. No. Uh, Just kidding. We are at our 100th. uh, This is not our anniversary episode, but it is happening on the eve of E3, which is uh, almost when the the first one happened. That was after E3, right, Al? Or was it? No, it was before. Um, First one was before E3. Yes. Yeah, it was in... 5th of May, before, I think two weeks before E3. Cinco de Mayo, that's right. Ah, oh, digital okay. And we have a special, special returning wandering ninja, except he's white, so I don't know if he could be a ninja, really. He could be a white it? ninja. White ninja? It's, it's me, and you, and you can be a ninja. We wear masks, and I can totally paint, like, blackface on. And <laughs> 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 what does that have to just, do with being with a white ninja? Just, <laughs> just wear... I'm just saying, you know, as part of the ninja disguise and secret... So you're Oil Man from Japan. Oil Man. Well, welcome back for the hundredth. Uh we also have two other ladies here. Who are they? That guy. Hey, that's me. That guy hey. is what? Hey. That's Tony, Tony. And the guy who said that guy is that guy. Yep. Ow. There you go. Uh okay, we're done. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> No. Hey, bye bye, everybody. That sucked. We're done. No more podcasts. Congratulations, guys. We have a list of 100 items which we're going to talk about in rapid fire fashion because some people have to go to party and they're too. Sure we do. So, yeah, we do. The list of 100 shits. Um, basically, there are 10 different categories that we tried to fill out with items from around the table and uh, we didn't succeed. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I, I came Not up with quite a hundred because we at least got a total of a hundred. It was supposed to be ten categories of ten things each, which is a hundred because Asians mm. do math and I don't. Uh, but it ended up being ten categories of a random number that ended up adding up to a hundred. So that's good enough. Mm-hmm. So let's run down this list. I came up with another weird one too. Yeah, I found one. I found the thing I was talking about. We good. might fill up this list after all. Oh, we filled it up already. Now oh, we're gonna we fill could, it we more. Could, we could it's overflow, bust. and she likes it. Um, <laughs> That's right. What is the weird thing? We'll we'll add Ethan? it. Ethan, what? Oh, the weird uh, the weird game, Blue Force. Blue Force. There yeah. it is. It's added to the list. We'll get to that in a second. But first, significant industry happenings relative to our own gaming lives. In other words, not shit like, when I first beat Super Mario Brothers, doesn't count. More like shit that happened in the industry. So, uh, Al put down the NES release. Talk about mm-hmm. that. Well, mm-hmm. the for, for obvious reasons, the NES release. <laughs> the Nintendo release was, of course, one of the biggest industry happenings because it happened right after the crash of 85. Supposed where... crash. Supposed crash? According to Mozart, but... Oh, okay. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of shitty games in the environment created an environment where no one wanted to buy games. And then, um, just out of the uh, corner of the universe comes... Also Super known as Japan. Mario. Um, yeah, corner of the universe. Um, comes Super Mario with his platforming aspects and um, just 
non-arena-based gameplay. Because you know how most of those Atari games are just like, all you do is you fight on one screen. Combat, asteroids, Combat. space invaders. Yeah, air sea battle. Pac you know, some games were scrolling, like River Oh, God! Raid. Oh, River Raid. <laughs> and, um... Pac-Man. You know, Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> And wasn't wasn't that scrolling when it wasn't supposed to be scrolling? What? Uh, or did Pac-Man? it all fit on one screen? Pac-Man fit on one screen. Oh, it did. Okay, um, I was kidding. The arcade version, I think, scrolled and it was supposed to scroll. But anyway, um, you know that Super Mario Brothers pretty much revolutionized gaming and brought people uh, get out a whole new way to experience games at that time, and. Um, you know, most of the game designing ideologies kind of like branch off from a major point in the tree, which is Super Mario Bros. Next, we have E3 uh-huh. shutting down. That is yours, uh, unless someone else has something to say about the NES. Mm-mm. E3 shutting down. Yeah, um, E3 shutting down is also a significant industry happening because, um, as we all knew, E3 for the past, uh, I think, what? Maybe ten, seven to ten years, I guess. I think nine was, to ten. Yeah. Huh? I think it's. I think the first one was in ninety eight. I'm not sure. But I don't think that um, E three was always the same way every year, unless it unless it was the same way every year. I, oh I no, I don't. That, I don't think so either. I think it grew into that. Yeah, like for the past couple of years or few years. Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. It it, it became like you know the show of the of the year that that was the show that people did shit. You know, fuck CES and fuck the GDA, not GDA, GDC, and and fuck uh fuck uh, the police. What, wait, 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 wait. What's that other um thing that they have in Tokyo? Um, Tokyo Game Show. Space, Sony well, noodles. Yeah, Tokyo Game fuck Show Sony. and then <laughs> Nintendo, Space World, fuck all that shit. It was E3, and that was where everybody came and did their shit. They pulled out all the, the hot stripper babes from the L.A. area, <laughs> and they had all the games out on display. And, you know, I even went to one, and it was just amazing, you know, the the environment and things like that. And just the how nerd much, rush. Yeah, the, the extreme nerd rush. And... Um, you know, when that shut down, because of that reason, it was just too expensive and too frivolous. Um, you know, that kind of changed the way that information was held. Because a lot of times, in you know, well, it's July now. I think what they have an E three this month or some crap. It's 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 starting Monday. Yeah, it's and probably it will probably E3 have now. started by the time you hear, hear this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, no one cares about E3, really, because nobody's really partaking in it. But people used to hold information real tightly till E3 and, you know, make all of the, the presentations for the year and all those really significant um, announcements for the year came at E3. Now, there isn't a, a central location where people can make announcements uh, so they're scattered all about the place, and it, it doesn't seem like there's anything that, you know, especially journalists can really look forward to when it comes to, uh, you know, a shitload of information, like a, a really big diarrhea shitload of information. <laughs> well, it's, it's, oh, back right. in, it's back in L.A. this year. Uh, yeah, that's true. It, back it in the L.A. Convention Center, um, and there, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Co- I mean, the, the game sites are still covering it. They're still bringing all their video cameras and all that shit and doing the doing the trudge and they still have to deal with all the information overload 
mm-hmm. just not as you know. It's not a as lot of us, uh, extravagant. A lot of us has heard have heard about all this shit because they you know they 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 put the information out in April and May and June. Um, let's see what they've got here. They 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 have the the Xbox 360 is dropping to 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's already confirmed. Usually that stuff comes out during the conference. You mm-hmm. know. Um, but although that was actually leaked, so. yep, it was. But um, they they have Gamespot has 402 games in their E3 list. Really? But, um, yeah. I mean, I I think it's at the very least it's probably an avenue still for for people overseas to come and show stuff. But like game game co- publishers in the U.S. they're just like, well, we can just fly you over here for a press event. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I remember uh-huh. last year's E3. It was like trailers and. Hotel suites and shit. Yep, yep. I, I think they're cha- I think they're changing back to the other formats, just not as glitzy. But uh, right. Moving ah, and this relates directly to the nerd rush trends of lines forming before launches. Mm-hmm. Is that an industry happening? But you can talk about that. Yeah, it's an industry happening because, you know, it's something that is relatively recent in development where. <clears throat> You know, I, I guess maybe it's a maybe it's a desire thing, maybe it's a hype thing, but people are starting to form lines for product on launch when people used to not do that, like back in the PlayStation Day and the Dreamcast Day and the Super Nintendo Day. You know, you you it would be preposterous to think, oh, I'm going to go stand and wait in a line all night um, to to get this game. You know, games weren't really that culturally, I guess, uh, significant that people can accept waiting in line as a, a viable method of obtaining a product. You know, now you got random Joe Schmo like, oh, I'm going to go sit outside in my lawn chair for a week at Best Buy so I can get this this rock game for my this daughter. This rock game. You know, randomly, as I was walking home yesterday some from uh, from somewhere, Oh, it was on Thursday after the after the Guitar Hero tournament. It was it was like at three thirty in the morning. I saw people camped outside the AT and T store for the, for the oh, iPhone. For the, for the iPhone. iPhone, yeah. iPhone, yeah. Jeez, they, they were like they were like yeah they were like four of them standing outside. One of them was eating ramen. I'm just like, what the fuck are they standing out there? And I was like, oh, it's the AT and T store for a phone that I don't care about. Yeah, so, I saw that in the mall yesterday. I was um, walking around, and I'm like, why do so many people? Oh, the iPhone junkies. Yeah. And it was like, you know, 20 people in front of their store, and then there was a big gap, and another 20 people waiting somewhere else. I'm like, ah, have fun with your phone. You're overpriced. It has GPS. doesn't do anything that is really satisfactory to your life. But hey, GPS. enjoy your phone. <laughs> Next one is the shift. Oh, there's a big one. Shift from print to internet-based media. For obtaining information, I want the drunkie to talk about this one. Since I don't have cheese issues. He's marketing bitch. master. You shut the fuck up uh, over there. Uh, so we used to have like magazines and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and then like one day they were gone. <laughs> Why would it go? Didn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody bought them. Stupid. The content, you know, the internet revolutionized that. Because they got I mean, it first. A lot of publications, but I think for like game magazines, it was over. What, and and why, why particularly for games do you think that's the case? I think probably because the audience for games is more technically savvy maybe than other industries. Right, right. Or right on the head. Savvy. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Like every, And I think, uh, you know, when, when you get to technology, the people who like technology, uh, games included, they, 
I feel like they are the most rabid people for rapid information. Like, about product. Information. Information. <laughs> rapid information. Information. Rapid information. It's so rapid. Yeah. But it, it, the other thing, though, is that, like, all the shit that's coming out uh, of, of information, all the shit that's, uh, you know, coming out, it, it's not, I don't think at least, it's not enough news to fill up, like, a daily paper, for example. Mm. So, like... It's it's kind of perfect that you know you can go to a website, you can check the update, and then you're done with it. You don't have to fill up an entire newspaper with it. Um, Let's so destroy the environment. <laughs> so it wouldn't make sense yeah. to put out a gaming newspaper, but at the same time, if you put it out monthly, the people who want their information really quickly don't get it. So then they're kind of stuck in the middle. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to look up porn and games they're on the web. <laughs> Next porno one, games? porno, porno. Porno <laughs> games. Porno. 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 Uh, oh, did you do porn? I mean. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Doom, 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 doom. I put up Guitar Hero franchises noted and supported by powerhouse publisher Activision. Um, and the reason I said that is not, not necessarily uh, when the game launched, but when Activision saw it. You know, because Activision has been around since fucking Atari and, and one of the biggest yep. publishers out there. You know, and they yep. saw it, and they're like, "Let's take this up, and let's, you know, just fucking blow this shit out of the water." I, I'm not, I'm not really sure, and I don't want to say that Guitar Hero Two is when the franchise became really popular because I think it really just, it really gained some momentum during the first game. But like the fact that a big publisher took notice and said, "Let's put this out, let's try to make it as best as can be," and for the next iteration, we're gonna get master tracks, and then oh, Harmonix split off, and they started Rock Band, and you got all these people playing games that just did not used to before. It's similar to. Um, one of another one, another topic that I put up here, the PlayStation gaining steam in like whenever it launched, uh, getting mainstream gamers. Like, when was a, a jock ever fucking playing video games that often? You know, <laughs> un, un, yeah. until Madden came out. And, well, okay, so so people were playing Madden on Genesis. I didn't own a Genesis. Uh, did any of you? Well, Al, I know you own a Genesis. You guys that own Genesis, mm -hmm. um, I would assume that that jocks did. Maybe play once in a while. They played like Joe Montana football. Oh no, Jocks yeah. played only football and basketball games. They sure as hell did. Grabbing girls' boob game. <laughs> they they didn't come out back then. Because <laughs> like strong games. Be because something <laughs> happened when the PlayStation came out that you know turned mm -hmm. all those Jocks into sort of nerds. Final Not Fantasy really. Seven. Final <laughs> Fantasy. Yeah, but the Jocks you know did not I, play that. <laughs> yeah. Just in metal. There was also like. Go ahead. There were also things in the media that were changing cool, uh, nerdy people to cooler people. Like right, right. Movies, it was like advertising, science and shit. Yeah. But I also think that, that you know the, the the Sony marketing for the PlayStation, the way that they put it forward is like they put it towards the MTV generation, not the basement dweller generation. <laughs> you know. Poopsa. Poopsakin Kenneth. So like, yeah, I I think the PlayStation was really, really, you know. Hold on, guys. My bitch is talking to me. What do you want? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're doing an episode over here. Why don't you shut your fucking mouth? Hey. It's the 100th episode. Don't talk to her like that. No, you should you know forgive me for everything I'm saying she... to you because it's the 100th episode. Yeah, that's right. right. Say, you know say dick. You goddamn stupid. Needs... Wait. Yeah. Say dick and see what she says. <laughs> no, she needs a good dick down. That's what she needs. Put it right in her mouth. And just <laughs> Who's going to give you the way. dicking? <laughs> ah, Is that oh, what she said? Dicked. She's totally going to get fucked in the head after we're done with this. <laughs> oh, Next. there he goes. I was waiting for that noise. Oh, um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hope, dick. 
<laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, and I th- I think it, it, what the Wii is doing now, the PlayStation did when it came out, like purport- relatively speaking, you know, mm-hmm. PlayStation yeah. moved it from like one level to another, right. and then I think Guitar Hero kind of took it a little another step, and then now with the Wii, it just blew it like out of what did she say? <laughs> Yeah, she's talking on the phone, being fucking loud. <laughs> what? I'll shut the fuck up. It's too long. You had your chance in the sun. Now shut up. <laughs> All right, and I think, and another thing, uh, personally for me, is is you know when Doom came out. Yes. Um, just you shut the fuck up over there. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it, Tony. Ignore her. God. I'm slapping your titty. Get <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> doom, go on, Doom. <laughs> Al, I think I think you probably were more affected by this than I was even because I wasn't even playing Doom online at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about how like some of the things that it did? Uh sure. Sure. Um, well, other than the fact that Doom just completely uh, changed the way people think about playing games, um, you know, in and outside of the home, even because people really 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 experienced the full effect of doom in the office because of the land right and right people wasted a lot of office hours playing doom mm-hmm. and killing each other but anyway um you know other than the fact that you know it was a, a revolutionary way of producing 3d images when there was no method of you know no natural method of producing 3d images on the screen um, it it pretty much gave people uh, a lot of ways to play their game. I mean, it, it evolved over time because, of course, Doom wasn't released with online play. The internet was just, you know, like Prodigy back then. And um, <laughs> Prodigy, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and AOL was like AOL version 1. something, which all it did was just gave you Welcome. Uh, its own hub of... Information and chat, and email. Yeah, channels. Exactly. Piece of shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Doom was basically played over lands, and then somebody came out with a tool, uh, Duango, which would allow you to play it over the internet. Back, you know, when ninety six hundred and fourteen point four board modems came out. Oh. Um. Yeah. Um. Then it, it pretty much gave way to a lot of other people creating similar kinds of games that people can play with each other as opposed to games that people can play alone on the PC. Mm-hmm. And that's what really made it revolutionary. It was that, um, you know, before then, all you had, I remember, let's see, the games I had back then, Civilization, uh, puzzle games like Seventh Guest, uh, Master of Orion, strategy games and shit like that. You know, those were all games that you'd basically play by yourself for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. Days. Days and weeks fucking growing all kinds of hair in places you never thought you did because you never kept to yourself. <laughs> Ethan and playing Empire Earth in the office. Yeah, you know. With the company smells, founder. Creating smiles. You know, you like go to, you go to work and all you can think of is lunch break so you can play Doom against your coworkers, fragging people. Um, there, you know, there that, was... that's what really did it. There was also the modding aspect because they kept it completely open. And, you know, for me, it's like, well, without Doom, there is no Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah, kind of true. But I think that modding really, because 
I mean, it was open, but it wasn't as accessible, I think. No, it wasn't, but how early it was. But Carmack's whole idea of pushing, he, I mean, he pushed for it. That's why. That's mm-hmm. why I count Doom as like the predecessor to all this. Because even if it wasn't accessible, he made it. He specifically made it so that people could take it and mod it because that was his ideal gaming universe where people could, you know, innovate on top of shit. Like he didn't want things to be closed. I so, see. Because um, th- my first experience with, um, you know, heavy modding in yeah, I mean, I that was Doom too. But, oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> but my first like big big experience because I, I had played I played Doom and Doom Two, but I never played any Doom mods um, until after I played Quake. Right. And I played Quake, and I had all these different. You know, there was three wave capture the flag. There was this like role playing game called Future versus Fantasy, where uh, you could play like a ninja or warrior or like I'm gonna a, let a match just a cyborg and stuff. And you play through the regular games, but then they were, they made custom levels and stuff like that. But it, it didn't really last that long. It was a really good mod, though. And, then, you know, there were things like that that really kind of made me aware of mods. But it really didn't start too quick for me. Uh, the last uh, item on this category that I wanted to, for me personally, is when Steam announced that it was hosting, speaking of id, was hosting id's entire catalog for sale. Online, this was like last summer. That's when I kind of pricked up my ears and I was just like, wait, this is what's... Because Steam came out for Half-Life 2, and mm-hmm. I basically ignored it because it was just like, oh, you have to connect to Steam to get news and updates for Half-Life 2. And I'm like, this is fucking lame. You know, mm-hmm. what if people don't want to connect online to play Half-Life 2 and install the goddamn thing? Right. Um, and they were selling Half-Life 2 and they were selling like Half-Life 2 uh, expansions and they, you know, they had mods up there. And I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I ignored mm-hmm. it. And then last summer, my friend was just like, dude, Id's entire catalog got thrown up on Steam. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I went to Steam, and instead of just seeing Id's entire catalog, I saw Id's catalog and a whole mess of other shit. All these other games that I had no idea made it up onto that store. And I'm just like, we've been talking about digital distribution and like what it's going to mean when it fully comes. It's already fucking here. Where the hell was I? <laughs> and so I went on, and I went back to Half-Life 2, and I installed it, and I started buying games, and now I've got, like, 20 games that I downloaded from Steam. Um, and that totally kind of, like, shifted gears, because if you guys remember, like, I think it was as, as you know, as as long ago as last year, or as recent as last year, when so we were talking about it, I said I, I still wasn't necessarily that ready to give up mm-hmm. boxed p- product, and I'm still not, but, like, at the same time, I've got 20 games that I downloaded from Steam. That's a lot of games. Handy. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's it's really it's really changed the way I perceived it because like unless Valve well not, my my fear has always been if the company that's hosting this shit goes under but you know Valve is now at this point such a powerhouse that you know at least for the foreseeable future I think we're secure there um they let you back up that shit it, uh, ooh excuse me and um <laughs> The, and I think, like, you know, there'd be a P2P solution if something were to happen. Yeah. The other thing is that they, uh, they're really um, good about how they execute it. You download the game. Like, you basically say, I want to buy Titan Quest. This is my most recent example. Titan Quest. Click on Titan Quest and air credit card information, and it comes through. You leave the house, you come back, and it's ready to play. You don't even have to install it because it does all that shit for you. Mm, so, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
This is a... accessible. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but now we move on from significant industry happenings to something that's perhaps more negative. And more Our humorous. shittiest, shittiest. Can I add one to the industry thing? Sure. Yeah. Time? Sure. Absolutely. The only one I was thinking of when you guys were talking, we we talked a lot about like how there are like addictions and deaths and murders based on video games mm. that were attributed to video games. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I just thought like that was kind of there's a moment where video games kind of get that much heft, where people are killing each other or like a guy in China sitting in front of a computer and dies because he's been playing online and it gets, games for three days straight. Yeah. <laughs> and Can it gets I add news. Two more? Yes. Uh, introduction of Philips CDI, which uh, gave way to the 3DO and all this other fucking multimedia. <laughs> How did that affect you personally? Thing? Is that what uh, caused your? Is that what caused it, your, your sickness? Yeah, it affect me. To, it affect me to hate Philips. Um, <laughs> what call it? And also the introduction of World of Warcraft. Um, that right there was like just like everybody paying fourteen dollars a month to play nonstop online fucking multi. Uh, Multiplayer. Did it ruin your friendships? Yeah. Is that why? Huh? Did it ruin your friendships? Is that why? <laughs> it ruined lives. <laughs> your life. It got people He's a fired. Did it ruin your life? Your it life. It did. My life. <laughs> My life. So. My life. Well, let's move off of that onto the shittiest, shittiest bag of shit, shittiest game. Games. Oh, let's start off with the ones that uh, Ethan and Tony so kindly added in there. Um, Who's who's whose was NFL? I think Tony, uh, Al, that was yours, right? That was Al. That was mine back then. Yeah. Oh God. So NFL, be, because it didn't have the instruction manual. Uh, because you couldn't play it without the instruction manual, right? Yeah. <laughs> we also have. Oh, I gotta scroll up again now, motherfucker. Uh, oh fucker, mother. We also have Sword of Vermilion, which both comes from which comes from Tony, but Al can sympathize with that too. That was Ooh. the biggest sticking point of that one. Ooh. Ooh. It was kill enemies. Oh, that's what happens when you kill enemies. It sounds like puke. Yeah, it's a brrrr. That's terrible. That was that was the defining shitty factor. No, no, no. Shitty factor was just the fact that the game existed. No, it changed. It changed from top down view role playing game to first person view maze. Yeah, first-person view maze thing to shitty fucking uh, three-quarter view fighting <laughs> sequence in which he swung uh, his sword like a little fucking pinata bat. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, Candy! It, and then the bus battle. Yeah, yeah, and you... Oh, and the bus battle! <laughs> what was that, like a side-scrolling Where you could actually control 2D. a shield and a sword in a side-scrolling, big-character kind of fucking enemy battle. So it what goes. So fuck? it goes from Final Fantasy to Zelda 1 to Zelda 2. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. It goes from Final Fantasy to Fantasy Star. Oh, shit. To Zelda that's 1 to worse. Zelda 2. Right. Sort of million. Okay. <laughs> SX Superstar. That's got to be Al. That's an acclaim game. Oh, Superstar. God. Oh, man. <laughs> shitty, crappy, shitty bike, motorbike game with <laughs> shitty, uh, absolute shit. Um, what is it? Dating simulator. <laughs> what? Uh, because basically, it, what it was is you were a bike player, a bike player. A you bike were a bike player, rider. Bike <laughs> I play my bike in concert. And <laughs> you you started out in like a trailer house or something with some really fat, ugly girlfriend. Oh shit! And <clears throat> what you would do is the better you play and the more races you win, the better your situation is. You get a better place. You get like an apartment with a better looking girlfriend. And then if you keep winning races and when you get to the end of the game. You end up in this like 
penthouse with a really hot chick, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. But Ooh. you could theoretically end the game still in the trailer house <laughs> with the fat, ugly girlfriend if you, um, if you don't do so well in the races. Nice. And, Just like life. Yeah. And, <laughs> Just like life. But the game itself was absolutely shitty. I mean, oh, God. And on the cover, the, the, the dude was just teabagging his bike. I mean. <laughs> Ew. Uh, how do you do that? I don't that, know. That, that's like the poster child for please don't buy this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> how come you didn't put Torak 3 on this? Oh, uh, because I only wanted to do a couple of the really big, serious ones. Like, Superstar. Because Turok is at least still playable. Yeah, yeah. No, I love not. that. It's playable to a point. To a point, right. Just just keep it in multiplayer. Jesus Don't Christ. play a single-player game. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and then I put Mortal Kombat on Game Boy for obvious reasons. I think, like, I, you know what? I think what we can do is capture some video of these shitty games and put them in as a supplementary feature. Because it really takes watching Mortal Kombat on Game Boy being... <laughs> played to understand oh, yeah. how shitty it is. It, it's like playing a fighting game in Nevada oil. <laughs> I press, <laughs> I press the B button, and he punches, <laughs> and then he does an uppercut. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the fatality is a roundhouse kick to the head. Wow! Does it nice. does it take the head off? No. Oh no! Wait, oh. it's a it's a sliding roundhouse kick. Yay! Um, Does it not- save fatality? No, because it was Nintendo, so they 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 yep. they censored it all to finishing move. Oh, so, God. yeah, my wow. finishing move was a sliding punch, which is almost oh. which is a little bit worse than I jump and punch, which is part of Street Fighter Two for DOS, where you had to press up and a punch button in order to punch, and that was also like playing in Nevada Oil because like when you jump, there were like three frames of the character like kneeling to jump, uh-huh. slightly off the air. A little bit more off the air, peak of jump, coming back down, landing. So when when were you supposed to press punch and all that in order to make sure that... Oh, God, I should take a video of that, too. And then there's... Uh, we can all sympathize with this. Uh, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Uh-huh. You know, everybody wanted the uh, Simpsons arcade game where, you know, Marge and Homer basically have sex rolling down the street. And they are in an in- they're an indestructible dynamo of destruction. And then we move to this shit where it's like, oh, make everything not purple. And, you know, they <laughs> never came out with a Simpsons arcade game for a home console. Nope. That disappoints me. Well, yeah. they came out with the Turtles arcade game, and that was yeah. okay. Yeah. Even on Nintendo, it was okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was a no-brainer, and they just didn't do it. I guess they couldn't get the licensing or whatever. But, mm. I mean, the controls were shitty on that thing. Like, I, I, I don't know how I ever got Bart to jump on top of an awning. Yeah, because his his feet like did this little stupid flutter. It, he looked like Luigi when he jumped it, from Mario to. Okay, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But he looked like anyway. Yeah, I think did, Tony I think. Tony will love this one. Okay, it's it's X Men, but it's not the one that we all know and love on Genesis. It's the NES one, from, which is made by the same company that made Bar vs Space Mutants and NFL. Uh-huh. Was it a claim? Was it a claim or was it under their LJN label? I think that the Bar vs. Space, Space Mutants was under a claim, but we all know that a claim bastard child label is LGN. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. <laughs> you played that LJN one, right, Tony? A, no, I haven't, but I have, I've played a lot of LJN's losers. 
Wait, and they had a lot X-Men? of losers. No, you never played X Men, Tony. Oh my god, no. you never. Oh my goodness, what a shitty fucking game. <laughs> oh man, it was a, it was a like a, a top down scrolling shooter, but you could control the characters, kind of like a, a Car Wars sort of. Oh but god. You you would have like some. I think it was Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm. Colossus. Oh, 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 here we go. Here, here's, here okay. is the, the, the shittiest part of this. Okay, I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Each character had an unlimited attack, either a punch or some sort of projectile, and a special move that used their energy and would kill them if it was used too much. <laughs> so I'm going to use Wolverine's healing factor to heal myself up, but if I heal myself up too much, I'll die. <laughs> That's not how it worked, but I'm just saying. It's right. <laughs> yeah, because I think his special move was like claws or some shit. Yeah. It's like the game, everybody the game, else could yeah. shoot something, but Wolverine gets used his claws. The game required the player to fight their way to the boss in each stage, sometimes requiring the collection of items such as keys. After the boss is defeated, the player then had to quickly fight their way back to the beginning of the level before a bomb went off. Every time. The game is thought by many, to, by many who play it to be poorly designed and unfairly difficult. One of the difficulties with the game was that the player was forced to choose one of two directions in which to chase... One of two directions? Directions in which to chase the boss... If the player gets wrong, Brune, they would have to fight their way to the beginning again and head the other way. Nice. That's lame. That's bullshit. Adding to That's the game's frustration game. was the fact that the final level could only be accessed with a secret code. <laughs> what? Let's move on. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever got to the end of that game. Like, wow. I rented that game, and I was just like, I played it with somebody. I don't even remember who I played it with, but we were in complete agreement that this game was absolute shit. And was not deserved <laughs> to be. I mean, we wanted to destroy that game, but we had to return it. Right, <laughs> had to return it to the store. Uh, let's move on to something happier, which is eight games that we wish we played, but we haven't quite yet. Eight, eight. Don't well, we have it's, it's we have eleven. I'm sorry, I, I saw the number eight somewhere and I flinched. Okay, we have eleven. Panzer Dragoon Saga. I'll talk about that shit because I, I I am oh, too man. in awe of its majesty. Um. Well, how much does it cost on eBay nowadays? <laughs> probably like two hundred dollars. Maybe it's still 150, but uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga is a Sega Saturn RPG, four discs long, based on the world of Panzer Dragoon, which uh, was very, very limited in release because Sega thought nobody would buy it, and um, apparently everyone bought it. That's why there aren't any made anymore. Well, everyone bought like any... the ten copies. Yeah, everyone bought like the ten copies and. Um, I like I said, I personally know someone who has it, and I would love to one day play it, and I probably can because I'm cool enough, and because <laughs> he he doesn't give his games to anybody. Um, so I would love to play this game, but I haven't played it yet because it's you know a wonderful rail shooter that I hear has an excellent story and things like that, and excellent progression, character development. And you know something that is a good story with excellent gameplay, gotta have you know gotta be able to at least experience it once. You know what the sad part is that this is one of those games that actually came out in America and we had the chance to get it and we didn't. Yep. Unlike Radiant Silver Gun, which you know you have to import. Uh, yeah. And then you put down thirteen. Wasn't that like the first person shooter starring David Duchovny? Um, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it was the cel shaded arcade shooter. Yeah, yeah. And I had wanted it for a very long time, and I have many opportunities to buy it, but I never did buy it. I still wish I played it, and I probably can. Like, I could probably download it over uh, Steam or something like that for cheap. Mm-hmm. Or maybe buy the GameCube version for really cheap nowadays. Uh, one day I probably will. Who knows? It's not that great of a game, but it's a game I really wanted to play. 
you can get the PlayStation 2 version from Amazon for $10. Yeah, see? I, I think I could get the PlayStation 2 version from, like, Rite Aid for $10. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm serious. I think I saw it terrible. There. Uh, and then there's Shining Force 3. Shining Force 3 Parts 2 and 3. Yeah, games that are impossible. Bernie Stolar. Uh, games that are impossible to play because his ass canceled the fucking Saturn and went to Dreamcast right as those two games were being developed for conversion to America. So we got Shining Force 3 that ends on a fucking cliffhanger. How uh, long was it? How long was, was it? Like a, was it like substa- a substantial... <laughs> Sound substan- like you broke it till how long? What how long is it? Was it a substantial, substantial game? Like, basically what I'm asking is this. Was it long enough to be like, okay, well, this is the first part of a trilogy, but it's a full game? Yeah, or, it's a full game. Okay, okay. And they just they it, just fucked it up. Yeah, because basically at the end of the game, it's like, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens at the next part because it leaves you with so many open ends, and you're like, at like a, a final battle. It, it was weird because it was basically like you were about to fight the last boss, and they go to be continued. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then like imagine. Down- oh, I was gonna say imagine if Shenmue ended and they didn't come out with a Shenmue two. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever finished Shenmue. I never played it. Oh, well, it... I, never mind. <laughs> it, <laughs> at, at, the world ends with you. It's something that we can still get our hands on, but the Square Enix tax, uh, you know, yep. it's kind of discouraging. Yeah. People people wonder why we, they they don't sell... Their, their games aren't selling. Like, Yoichi Wada was like, oh, we need to... You know, our financials are doing poorly. We can't... Remember when he was like, we can't have, you know... We gotta make games that sell. Well, they'd sell if you sold them for the right price. Right, and you know, stop trying to blame it on the developers and telling them don't make games that only you want to play. Well, the only reason why they want to play it is because they get to play it for free, or they get to get paid to play it. Well, we gotta pay forty dollars to play a game that's only worth thirty dollars. And you know, that's you could get away publisher. with that shit on play- PSP because the standard value of the game is forty dollars. I still don't buy the forty dollars game. Yeah, I still don't mostly. buy them either. But I what like ends with you? What was that like a hybrid? It it seems like a hybrid rhythm action game, even though it's not necessarily rhythm. Is it? Um, I don't really know. To tell you the truth, I, th- I thought it was like a fighting sort of hybrid fighter shooter type of thing. RPG. And the guy's like, "Hey, man, I got it. Go get it. Yeah, I got this, man." Or what? Something like that. That's what the main character said. Like, oh. I was watching a gameplay video. And it was like, I got this, man. I got this. I got this. Or something like that. It was really funny. <laughs> Trying to be uh, all hip and stuff. I just lit another match, just so you know. What the fuck is Confidential Mission? Confidential Mission was uh, um, uh, a light gun shooter that was based, not based, but like based on the uh, House of the Dead engine. House of the Dead 2. Or, oh. Yeah, House of the Dead 2 engine. And basically, it was uh, like a spy kind of game. And it came out for the Dreamcast in America it's at the exact same time that people... I think it was a Columbine shoot. Yeah, it was right after Columbine shooting. And oh, shit. So the game was released, and it did not have light gun support. I refused to play a light gun game with Without a fucking controller. And I still yeah. own this game. <laughs> so you I own it, you own just haven't game. played it yet. But yeah, you can't play it. Like the, the Sega disabled the use of their light guns in this game. But I think Nyko came out with some light guns that actually would work on the game. But by the time I was able to buy them, they were no longer available. Oh, shit. So, I mean, if I could find a third-party Dreamcast light gun, 
then I would actually be able to play a confidential mission. <laughs> I put down Final Fantasy XII in my list, and, and that means that Al and Tony get to laugh at me because they've already been playing it. <laughs> but um, for obvious reasons, yeah, uh, I'd like to play that. Um, but I need to finish ten first, which I'm oh. actually, which I'm enjoying. You can boo it if you want. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> I like gameplay, so. Um, oh. <laughs> calm down there. Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Beater, Eater. Uh, despite my disdain for Metal Gears One and Two, everybody and their mother swears that oh, its camouflage is awesome, CQC is awesome, you know, close quarters combat. So I want to play it. But I actually more want to open it and play it because I know that it has the MSX originals on the disc. So mm. I, wanna, I actually want to play those instead. And here's a huge one that you guys uh, are familiar with, StarCraft. I have not played it yet. Mm, that's I st- crap. I, I bring the disc to me, uh, uh, to me. I bring the disc with me to work every week when I travel with my laptop, and I still haven't installed it. Mm. It's always <laughs> sitting there. It's like tempting me, and I'm just like, okay, I'll install you tonight. I'll just wait till tomorrow. Uh, Good game. You're like, yeah, it's a pretty good game. Really pretty good. good. Game. Pretty good game. It's a really good no, game. No, not pretty. And it's really It's good. like one really of the most better balanced RTSs ever. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying, the, the, Al, just the, the way you said it made it sound like, oh, yeah, that, that's a, you know, I, I've heard of that game. It's pretty good. <laughs> the way you said it, you're like, yeah, it's a good no, game. No, 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 no. See, I wasn't saying pretty good. I was saying it's really good. Oh. Well, then you have to emote the right way, Dreadboy. I'm sorry. It's really good. It's, there you it's go. Really, it's really good. Real good. It's what <laughs> gamers do want. Um, Grandia, Al, did you start that yet? I started it, and I didn't get past the beginning because it was too. It was forty-five minutes to the schoolhouse, and everything. It, it was forty-five Ooh, minutes of chasing a. Fu- ah! oh it was forty-five God. minutes of chasing a fucking cat. Oh, I fucking hate that shit. I would love to get past it because I hear it's really good. But, <laughs> oh, I don't like that fucking little kid schoolhouse rock shit. Schoolhouse rock. I don't know. I don't remember anything about Schoolhouse Rock. I, like I said, a cat was lost and I had to find it or something like that. And then um, Suikoden, which, again, I'm behind the curve on because you two are going to laugh at me. But all of them. I've not played one or two, and I heard that one's like a 12-hour game, and I could easily finish it in a day. Well, on your second playthrough. On second playthrough, okay. Um, then, there's, uh, then there's the last one, the really big one. There's Vagrant Story. Uh, uh-huh. and I, have you played that yet, Tony? No. No? Okay, so that's on your list, too. We have to play it. We have to play it together. Man. It's a good game. I have to add one to the list that probably none of us played, and I have the game. <laughs> uh, Seaman. It was oh, a dream yeah. Seaman. I was going to put that Seaman. Yeah, and I have the game in the box. Never put it in a fucking Dreamcast. Seaman. It's sitting up on my TV looking at me. <laughs> Begging me, please play me. You bought please me. Please play with really semen. Fucked up looking face. <laughs> you fucking please bought me. me. Please pop me in. Do something. Fuck. Pop the semen in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, whoa. this is a side note. I'm looking at like really bad um covers thanks to Ethan. Uh, covers to video games, and the worst one I gotta say is Mega Man. It's got uh, Every- some. It's got oh, some yes. Tron looking. Everybody remembers Mega Man. Yeah, old some shit Tron with looking character. Suit. Yeah, and he's he's got a gun in his hand, and I'm he's like, he's got on Bruce Lee's fucking yellow tracksuit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, wasn't his hand a gun? Why does he have a gun in his hand? There was that, and there's the fact that like he looks like he's 67 years old. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's a like a he's like a World man. War veteran. It's like a million. Oh years my god, old. his really hand, his wrists shitty. are all like crippled and decrepit. Have you ever seen the episode where uh, 
of The Simpsons where, where, where Willie thought that Space Invaders was something real and he was just like, oh, from years of playing Space Invaders, my, you know, my hands are cramped. I couldn't fire a gun. That's what he looks like. His hands are all, his wrists are all like, wah, wah. So, yeah. It's a horrible Mo- drawing. Horrible. <laughs> Moving on to memorable gameplay moments in our own gaming history. Mostly positive things. Not like the time in fear when I got scared off my ass and fell off a ladder and my character died. Uh, I'll put down finishing Zelda. Who here has finished the, is this the original Zelda? It's, yeah, it's not just about finishing Zelda. I'll explain it further, but keep going. No, go, uh, go ahead. I was, oh. I was just going to say that I came close to finishing Zelda. I was at the last room. I died. I put the game away. I wasn't able to play it for two weeks. I came back to it, and battery died. So I lost the save. Oh. But, um, wait, okay, explain. Um, well, I had Zelda since it first came out. Uh, my father bought it for me, and I was, too re- I was really too young to get with the game. I think I was six. And I couldn't pass i think level five or something like that is that and, the one with the hydra um that's the one level four is the one with the raft level five is the the um no that's level six the graveyard is level six i don't remember what level five is now but keep going i'll i'll, I'll yeah while you talk um i couldn't pass that it was really too tough for me and then i went back to it i think when i was what <laughs> 13, 14. I thought you were going to say 30. No, I'm not. I was like, wait, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went back to it, and I didn't use any guides or anything like that, and I made it all the way up to uh, you know level 8. There's no map in level 8 or something like that, I think. And I created my own map in level 8 with like graph paper. And, oh, nice. Um, I That was like the first time I ever used um, an out-of-game piece, you know, an out-of-game tool to do something in a game. Uh, And I felt very accomplished when I finished the game because I created my own map to actually navigate through the final level. And that's why that's one of, you know, one of my most memorable gameplay moments in my gaming history. Positive things. Because you basically, you know, did it, you know, you went went outside of the game. Yeah. And And I, I, like, you know, did it up really well. And it was cool. It was fun. Let's see. Level. Why five. is my shit always first? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I appended it to your email. I know. Um, oh, oh. Okay. Oh. The uh, the the boss of level five was the dig dogger who hates certain types of sound. Yes. Yeah. If that if that helps remember. It was the big circle thingy with the eye in the middle, and then when you played a whistle, yeah, I remember because I was in level five and. I, I was having trouble with the Poles voice and the mummies and shit when I was yeah. like yep. a little kid. I think they should change all the whistles in Mario and Zelda to Proto Man. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. I'll put in mine. Um, let's see. Oh, memorable gaming moments. We got to let Ethan and Tony talk. The milk truck. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Ethan. Oh, come on, Ethan. Talk about it. I've talked about it before. <laughs> well, obviously, now it's Revisit time to talk that about shit. it again. Fucking get off your hangover and get into fucking talk, please. I, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, what the fuck? Did you fall asleep? What? what? Now? Milk yes, oh, now. Now, motherfucker, uh, now. Dude, what the uh, fuck? Friend of ours, Andrew and I were over at Tony's playing fucking what game was it? It was uh, Top Rally or some shit like that. 
Some shitty fucking off-road racing game. For N64. For Dreamcast, maybe? No, no, for Nintendo 64. Oh, okay. And we played that game for, I think, maybe two days straight. <laughs> Staying at Tony's because we didn't have anything to do except play video games at Tony's house. Top Gear Rally. That's what it was. Yeah. Top Gear Rally. Yeah, there that's it. Oh, yeah. And uh, once you beat the game, I think, Tony, you were saying that you get some special thing, some special car. The fastest. The game suggested. Yeah, the fastest car in the game. Right. It would unlock the fastest car in the game. It would be amazing. So we played this game through probably, we were probably tired of the game, maybe after like three hours, we probably played it for about 40. And you kept on playing <laughs> and playing. And we kept on playing because we wanted that car because we thought it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and then we were so let down because what you get is a milk truck. <laughs> a truck that says milk on it. With like a happy face of a cow or something. <laughs> And then you just you drive around, and we were we at first we saw it and we thought, oh that's funny, you know, good idea. And then we started driving the thing, and we're like, this fucking sucks. We just wasted two days of our lives getting nothing. From <laughs> wwgaming.com/slash/nintendo64topgearrallycheats.html, to access the bonus bonus cards, you need you need to beat all six seasons: spring, summer, fall, winter, expert, professional for the year shown. Finishing the first year grants you the milk truck. After mm-hmm. the second year, you'll be the proud owner of a helmet truck. Mm-hmm. In oh the third God. year, you I earn can't... the Cupra car, glowing bow on wheel. Okay, this guy can't write English. And last but not least, in the fourth year, you gain a beach ball car. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Wow, these guys are mega creative. I'm glad you stopped, <laughs> I'm glad you stopped at the milk truck. Well, one of them um, was a yeah. shiny cube on wheels. <laughs> a shining cube on wheels. Yes. <laughs> Level design oh, there, I'll tell you. <laughs> Um, I'll put two of mine up there real quick. Uh, beating Jordan in Guitar Hero Two was mm. pretty was was pretty pretty massive because that's one of those songs that took like I don't know a hundred two hundred tries uh-huh. just to get to a certain point where you almost beat it, and then it took another hundred tries to actually beat it. <laughs> I'll tell you how many times I tried to beat that song. I you know I I uh I had to replay it so many times that it became one of those things where. I can play the entire first half of it without looking at the screen because I had to deal with it so many fucking times. I could, you can't skip over it, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to beat the whole song. So it would be like, oh, okay, I got to the first half. No, oh, I died. Oh, now I have to go to the first half. Oh, I died. It's like when you play like Mario Brothers and you can't pass like the castle level, but you can pass worlds one, one through one, three, like with with, bleh, with flying colors. Because right. you have to play it so many times. And then when I finally beat it, um, I moved on to Guitar Hero three and. That that's that fucking Dragon Force song, mm-hmm. through the fire and flames. Um, I beat. I finally beat it, and then one of my friends is like, "Oh, you should have caught that on tape." And I'm like, "Fuck you! Thanks a lot for for telling me that. <laughs> I should have caught." So then I was like, "All right, fine. I'll, I'll I'll try it again, but I won't do it." And then like I did it a second time in a row, capturing it on tape, doing it better than I did the last time. And this was all after working out at the gym, so my arms were fucking dead tired. And then I, we mm-hmm. had to go bowling afterwards. So <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a good. <laughs> Your arms hated you. Yeah, my arms hated me that night. Um, but then another one for me would be beating M. Bison in the original Street Fighter Two for Super Nintendo on seven stars with Dalsim. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But the that's thing an accomplishment. is, here's the thing: I got up there with like Ryu or something, and then I died and chose Bi- uh, D- Dalsim. So I didn't beat the whole game with Dalsim. It was just Bison. It's fine. So Bison is hard enough. That's true. Um, Especially in the original Street Fighter 2. Yeah. I'll th- well, I think level level 7 in the original Street Fighter 2 is actually a lot easier than in champion in, in Turbo. 
Oh, in Turbo, yeah. But the thing was, there were different levels of balance in Turbo. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It was more balanced as a game. But uh, you threw up, you threw up Final Fantasy IV here without a moment. So the entire game was a moment for me. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh god! A forty-hour moment. Oh my goodness! (laughs) That game back in nineteen ninety. 1990. <laughs> 1990, 1991, yeah. Uh, that that game completely changed my life, man. I, was, I never thought I'd play a game like that ever in my life. Until Final Fantasy VI. I had Dragon Warrior, and I had Final Fantasy One, and I completely was disinterested in those. And I played Final Fantasy II, quote-unquote, and that game gripped me. It was like an awesome-ass movie and stuff. Awesome-ass movie. With awesome ass gameplay, even though all it really is deep inside is just perusing menus <laughs> and selecting the right option, might as well just look at a Chinese food all day. Uh, the Chinese food, <laughs> right? A Chinese food menu what? all day. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I might as well look at a Chinese food all day, right? So um, that's that. And I'm gonna just quickly touch on uh, the other two because I've already mentioned resetting the computer in, in Mojo's level in X Men. Yeah, uh, but that's of course. That is the number one memorable gameplay moment for me, period. And then the other moment is making that first uh, warp in Gradius for the NES after you finish the first level and oh, is, satisfy is it... whatever the requirement is. Oh, I thought that was the one where you... I thought you were talking about the one where you have to, like, uh, uh, fly into one of the heads on the level. Or is that Gradius 3? That's Gradius 3. Oh, okay. Uh, the first Gradius, basically, I, I don't know exactly what you do. I've never figured it out, and I never it, looked at game facts specific, to find out. You kill a specific uh, group of enemies or something like that, and that... I, I, I forgot it, too. What the hell? There were two Yeah, warps. I forget what it was. Yeah, yeah, there were two warps in that game. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was playing by myself. I was, like, what, six years old, seven years yeah. old, something like that. And I finished that level. I'm expecting to just kind of, you know, wait for the next set of enemies to come. Right. And all of a sudden, the and fucking background beams. started yeah. sl- going real fast, and all the fucking more heads were coming. I was like, oh my god! I turned the game off. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a very jumpy child. I mean, I was so turned jumpy the that the, the, the Bowser Castle music scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Um, I, I was a jumpy child. I think for, for me, and, and Tony, have you played Chrono Trigger? No. Do you it's a great RPG. I don't know if you plan on playing it, but this is kind of a spoiler. It's coming out but, for uh, DS. Yeah, it's coming out for DS. Um Overpriced. Overpriced. <laughs> Finding Zeal. You remember that, Al? Oh yeah. The fucking city in the clouds. You yeah. end up like in this one era of time where it's the Ice Age and it's all barren, it's all windy, and it's all depressing, and like there's nothing around there. People are hiding in caves. You know, okay. because there's there's nothing to do. It's all it's all it's all fucking like like it's the ice age, and you're like shit. Where did I where did I land? And you're walking around, and you're fighting all these fucking monsters that are keeping these people at bay. And you finally it's this 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 column of light. Like let me step into it, and all of a sudden you're transported into like this really gorgeous at the time gorgeous looking city that's floating in the clouds with like the most like relaxing zen like oh, music yeah. with like a being played by a fucking sitar. You know what's nice. funny? Just to interrupt real quick. No! Yeah. I like that song so much, <laughs> I recorded two sides of an hour-long tape with just that song. And play. Holy and I would shit! Just, I would just play it 
to just listen to that song on loop for an hour. That's how cool that song was. I think we know what our disturbing. I think we know what our interlude music is gonna be. Disturbing. I'm falling asleep. How's your hangover doing? Good. Good. Okay then. And lastly, I think playing online for the very first time against one of my friends, Matt, like from grade school. Uh, one of my best friends, he he had been into shooters for a while, on, on and he was playing Duke Nukem 3D. I had gotten mm. it too, and he was just like, yo, let's play online. And I'm like, can you do that? And I was like, yeah, it's like through the phone line. And so I, I he, he dialed up, and I was playing against my – like I was on the phone with him playing online because, you know, he didn't have voice chat back then. And I was on the phone with, with, with my friends doing like, oh, my God, you're like in your house, and I'm in here, and, you know, I've never done this before. And then like – Every time I spoke, he would shoot me and kill me because I didn't know where he was. <laughs> but, um, you know, of course, that lead that, that paved the way for all this other shit. I mean, like, we already talked about how Doom, uh, you know, revolutionized shit with online play and, and, and mods and all that stuff. And But this was actually the first time that I had personally played online, and I never did it again for the longest time. You know, I think um, that was the first time I played a PC game online, too, was Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem 3D? Because I was um, 14 working at a law firm. And the guy I was working with had Duke Nukem, um, and then I got Duke Nukem, and I remember playing against him, and that, the, I don't remember anything before that, uh, as playing <laughs> online on my, on my Year computer. Year Zero, the, the dawn of all time for online. Yeah. Um, let's have fun with this next category. We're going to make Hangover read this one. <laughs> the, next, the next category is the most outrageous reasons for why Ethan is showing up for this episode. Five reasons. Yeah, we got five. Do we have more? No, we just got five. Now he's trying to find it, so I'm just going to copy and paste it for him right here. <laughs> oh, I just copied and pasted the entire thing. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, <God>. <laughs> here <laughs> you go. Here you go. Have at it. Wait, I got to change windows. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You sound like such a drunk right now. Yeah, I you, you, started, you started the 100th episode celebration before we did. Yeah, lay off the yeah. sauce, you bitch. Oh, that's oh, the sauce. Shit. Where the fuck is it? Where the <laughs> fuck is it? I don't know. That okay, shit fine. Is. I'll do it. I'll Look do it for we window. have five, you, you fuck. Oh, my God. There, uh, he pasted it. Go. How fuck? come I'm not in a chat <laughs> that he's in? I don't know, but read it to Ethan. No, he's not in our chat. What are you talking about, man? What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get no shit. You were so... <laughs> check the other you have chat, three window, chat you windows open. Moron. I did. Oh there we go. <laughs> wow, you're, you're so gone. fucking blasted. What All right, read. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mm. Why am I not in the chat with him? Don't worry about that, Ethan. Read. <laughs> Where's the chat? Oh my god. <laughs> read it. You read it. I can't see it. Oh my god. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh my god. I got it. What the hell is wrong with you? Instead oh, of a man. Guinness World Record and a million dollars for hours worked in a given week, he just got the day off for all his work. That's Al's. We all, uh, we held his yarmulke hostage. That's Al's. To beat Passover to the punch. When's Passover again? To beat Passover to the punch? No, I said, when, when is it? Is... When is Passover? I forget. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I'm not next. Jewish. <laughs> you are. <laughs> we told him gefilte fish was was on the menu. Oh my god! 
<laughs> he says this and one. He has a strange sexual fetish for minorities. I like that one. <laughs> he, I think <laughs> he does. True. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, Passover is in September, so you did you did uh beat Passover. There you go. Congratulations, you beat Passover. Oh, he, what do you have to say for yourself? He dropped the last deuce of his life too. That, that oh, that's right. Tony's is. He just dropped the last deuce of his life. Okay. <laughs> mm. And this is a new beginning. Okay. Moving past that, top ten podcast moments. Well, we only have eight, but this is actually – I can't believe I forgot this. This has got to be one of my favorites. When when you, Al, and you, Tony, acted out the Jack Thompson disbarment case. <laughs> I'm Jack Thomas. <laughs> you sound a lot like my friend Al and less and less <laughs> like a woman every minute. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and What's then I was is, that wasn't me. That was Jack Thomas. Yeah, that was Jack Thomas. No, that was Austin acting as me, acting as Jack Thomas. Jack Thomas. Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> Jack I Thomas. mean Thompson. <laughs> I mean Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, they, they're actually recommending his permanent disbarment now, Good. which is awesome. That's right. Now he's going to Jack New Thomas. <laughs> um. When Jack Thompson emailed us for the April <laughs> Fools, when he really and, didn't email us. And it was only and one then, fool here. Yep. Tony. And for Tony. the longest time, you didn't buy it until the end. And then, like, right at the wrong moment to, to have started believing it, that was the end. Because you didn't believe us at first. No. You were doing very well. Yeah. And then you started believing us. And then I bought into it. <laughs> Uh, for me personally, when, when, when our second episode, when we record, when Al and I recorded our second episode, and then, like, we deleted our file somehow. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what happened now? I don't remember, to tell you the truth. I think, so long ago. Oh, wait, wait, I think it was when you were converting it to uh, to an MP3. You converted it to a wave. Oh, so it, right. It I overwrote over- its own file name, and it came out to, like, a kilobyte large. And then we were yeah. like, uh, we have to record the episode again. I remember that. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, I put down when Hope responds to the word dick two or three episodes <laughs> ago. Hey, say dick. See what happens. Hey, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like an Iranian chant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having our first time guests when they occurred, I think Slunks was episode 43. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shenlong Bo, a.k.a. Adrian Abels, was episode 46, I think. Mm-hmm. What was Rob? Rob was, was, was Rob was uh, one of the episodes where we were talking about pirating games, and he was like, "Well, I got all these games." Uh, yeah, like, yeah. shut up, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up. Uh, I wonder and if then, we have that one here. I, I, I can check. We cool check the list. And then, uh, and then, of course, having Alex Navarro on was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who you called Dave Navarro? Yes. <laughs> oh yes. And then uh, when we had Adrian on. Coach Slingbow. Slingbow. Uh, and then you fell asleep during that episode. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> at approximately one hour and forty one hour and forty seven minutes into the uh I think into the episode was when you fell asleep. Oh yeah. Don't forget James Logan Jimbo of Nerd Alert was also a guest uh on episode eighty eight. So that was uh that was, that was pretty fun. Um and then I think outside of the podcast, I still want to count this because this was awesome when all four of us hit up the Wii launch and shot that video. Uh huh. And then mm. bought weeds. <laughs> and then bought weeds. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was pretty oh fun. Oh, my God. That was, that was fun. Sweet. 
Um, so. You also have to include uh, our first introduction. I think it was uh, June something of last year. What? No, no, not last year. Uh, was it last year? No. Maybe two years ago. Jesus! Fuck! What, what, the introduction of... Of Tony and Ethan. Of was that was that that was after that was very early on. That was episode five. Let's see where this is. So three episode, episode four six. episode episode six. five episode six. The idiot box. June sixth. Yeah. I'm sorry. June eleventh. Two thousand and sixth. Yep. Two thousand and sixth. Jesus. Wow. There we go. It was June eleventh, two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Long ago. Damn. Well, it's just amazing that it's fucking. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, and then there was that one. There Fuck was that time, man. <laughs> there was that one episode where I had to do it through chat because I was at work and you guys are recording. Oh, oh, oh my god! Remember oh, that? Wow. That was uh, seven, I believe. That was yeah. uh, That was seven, and um, <laughs> me and Ethan, we edited this shit. Me and Ethan were talking about the wrong fucking topic, and we were so fucking sure <laughs> we were right about the whole thing. And um, Austin's texting us, that's not what the topic's about. <laughs> <laughs> it was thrift-seeking. And Ethan's like, that's when we seek thrift. And we're, like, talking about all this shit. And Austin's like, nope, that's not what the topic's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is, this is, I'm sorry, this is episode 10. Actually, oh, and now you 10, got the you got okay. the episode right this time. Oh, uh, it was sorry. it was episode that was okay. <laughs> episode ten, July eleventh. Yeah. Thrift seeking. Um, this was about uh, this was about parenting kids because we were talking about like uh, kids killing people and then right. being blamed on games. Right. Uh, ah, I found an episode of Rob came on. It was eighty one. Eighty one. What do we call it? Recoom. Recoom. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so. so uh... Nerd yeah. Alert, episode 88 was Jimbo. Mm. 81, Rikum was Rob. Um, Slunks has been on multiple episodes. He's been our fourth man for a while, but his first, I think, was episode 43. Uh, this is for people who want to go back and listen to it. Alex was episode 47. Oh, there was also uh, Nick. He's one of our contributors, but he's all, he mainly uh, writes for Game Revolution. Uh, he was on uh, 69, episode 69. And uh, where the hell is Schlingbow? Schlingbow. <laughs> Schlingbow, Schlingbow. I thought it song. was. Oh, it wasn't 47 then, I guess. 46. That I fell asleep. 46? 46. It was, a, it was pretty much, except for our anniversary episode, it was four in a row. It was Slunks, Slunks, uh, Shenlongbow, and Alex. Mm-hmm. All yeah. in a row. So if you yeah. want to go listen to those, that's 44, 40, 43, 44, 46, 47. Uh, next. What is our next one? Ten movies based top on games. Ten oh, movies based on games or top games based ten on movies. movies. We got fucked up with this one, so we just said anything having to do with movies and games. So for bad <laughs> games, Al basically listed the entire Back to the Future trilogy on NES. And mm-hmm. who was it by? LJN. LJN Acclaim. <laughs> oh God, I, re- I I just remember in the first one going down the going down the hill on my skateboard and crashing into the glass window. That's every the first one. Single. Time and I said yeah. I'm never playing this game ever again. That's the first mm-hmm. one, and then it turns into uh, a side scroller. Um, what's that? Beer tapper or so? tapper? Root beer tapper. It turns into tapper. Yeah, where you got to throw does? mugs at people to get them out of the fucking. You know, that's that's if you pass the skateboarding part, which was fucking frustrating as hell. Okay, mm-hmm. fucking bees. Uh, what was it? Bees. Fucking logs in the middle of the road. There's there's like. Sh- Shit in the middle of the road that shouldn't be there. People with glass. How many? How many people installed glass in 1950? What the fuck? You know? <laughs> Fucking bullshit game. 
So uh, yeah, it was a it was a bad bad fucking game. Just put it that way. Jesus Christ, you have some real gems here. Mm-hmm. After, after that, then it's Total Recall on the NES. Mm-hmm. Oh, terrible. And there's RoboCop on the NES. Mm, RoboCop couldn't jump, and he could only punch. <laughs> unless unless the game told you you could take out your gun. Uh, unless somebody else took out their gun. Otherwise, you had to use passive resistance. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then Indiana there's Indiana Jones, oh, or should I say Raiders of the Lost Ark for Atari. <laughs> My whip is a dot. <laughs> My whip is a dot. <laughs> Did anybody pass that game? I don't no. think anybody alive has ever seen the end of that game. No, I, I've never seen it. All I know is that stupid intro with fucking Indiana Jones going down the spring. Yeah, the, where the arc is. Yeah, yeah, where the arc is, and you're like, I want to get to that screen. I'm sure that's the ending screen. They're showing you the end because they know yeah. you'll never make it. Okay, mm-hmm. how do you how do you get to the end? There were like four screens, and you don't know what the fuck to do. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like, um, here you are. Now have fun. <laughs> oh, you're dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, watch out! Watch out for the thief. He's gonna steal your stuff. <laughs> just keep playing the song over and over again. Yep. Yeah. No, 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 no. They didn't play anything. Uh, during they didn't the play game. anything during the game. It was just only in the intro when he's going down the stupid spring. Uh, yeah, the it's why a, I say because it, it's like a platform, <laughs> like a staircase, and then this, yeah. the 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 fucking uh, platform he's standing on is crossed, so it looks like a big spring-loaded platform, and it starts going down. And it's flashing, yeah. and all you hear is. Al, 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 tell me if you've ever done this. Hold the reset button so it just goes. What? And it looped. I guess that. I think that's the reason why I keep singing it like that. Because because I can't. All right, where are we? Where are we? Um, ET for Atari. ET, of course. Um, that goes without saying. Yeah, good games. There's um. Okay, so we're going to good games. Okay, True Lie. Okay. Probably gonna get get you know ostracized for this, but True Lies for the Super Nintendo was actually pretty fun. I didn't. Watch I, don't know, I don't know if any of you ever played it, but it was it was it was fun. It was a uh, like it was a top down um, shooter type of thing that was it was it was pretty unmemorable, but it was done well. That's all I could really say about it. And there was blood, and there was Arnold looking like super deformed, and let's move on. Goldeneye, of course. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. There's always Goldeneye. I mean, I, I personally didn't like it that, that much, but oh, you did, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, really I personally didn't like it that much, but that's because I like mouse and keyboard, and that's you know that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's what's it called? Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. That is a really, really good game. Ethan, you have that, right? Yeah, it was really good. How far did you get in it? Because I only got like an hour in, but I was, I think it crashed my computer. That's why. <laughs> I didn't get that far, but I, but it wasn't because the game wasn't good. It's right. Because I don't have any time. It's right. a really good game. <laughs> um, I think it had what, some like some of the best menus I've ever seen. Some of the be- oh that that fucking cube that went like like that that shot out the letters. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like a Rubik's cube that shot out shit. But uh, mm. yeah, the menus best menus ever for a movie game. Um, <laughs> it got the combat down really well, and when I say combat, I mean fist to fist, fist to cuffs, not just shooting. Like, it had a really, really solid fighting engine. It, it felt kind of like Condemned and Oblivion do today. It, it was really well done. Then, there, of course, there's always, you know, Star Wars, Rogue Squadron for the GameCube. Everyone loves that one. Oh, yeah. Um, Rogue Leader, baby. 
Rogue Leader. Uh, <laughs> trench Run, baby. That tre- Yeah, Trench Run. Uh-huh. That's right. Battle of Hoth, baby. Battle of Hoth. What? And then that shit over on fucking Endor. That shit was, yeah. And then bombing shit with the Y-Wings. And- oh, man. I am so Grr. playing that game. Sounds, sounds like a second I know. <laughs> Are your pants like- clean? Or do you Sounds need to like wipe them up? No, man, I'm, I'm, so I'm making a trench right run right now. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Use the force. <laughs> oh god. It's a powder, It's impossible to fire a missile down that small of a hole. Yeah. No, it's not. I do it all the time in my backyard. Oh. Um, the, the, the rest yeah. of them are Star Wars games. Yeah, there's a Super Star Wars series for the Super Nintendo. That was they were fucking hard, but they were well done. And then yeah. there was Empire Strikes Back on the Atari, which I never played. Yeah, man, it was the Battle of Hoth fighting AT-ATs, but basically... There he goes again. <laughs> yeah, man. All oh, that man. shit, man. That, that... See, the thing was, the, the thing about the Atari game, which was so cool, was that all it was was flying back and forth, kind of like Defender, and all you did was take out AT-ATs, but you didn't take them out the way you did in the movie. You had to, like, shoot at them until their weak spot was revealed, which is usually, like, right under the neck, uh, like, under the chin. If you were to think, you know, the walker in the cockpit is like the head, like right under the chin area, it would always be a flashing red spot. And it'd be the most difficult spot to shoot because you could either crash by running into the bottom of the ATAT or you just get shot the fuck up. <laughs> but it was awesome. And I guess that's the spot. Oh, like a lot of times it'd be like on a leg or it'd be on the centerpiece and things like that. But you just shoot that shit and it would blow up and it was so satisfying because you had to actually make the spot reveal. Um, Atari, everybody strikes back. Yeah, Battle Hawk. <laughs> Word. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, movies that weren't, okay, video game movies that weren't shitty. Uh, we've got to run through this quick because we're running short on time. I'm gonna, I, I put down Silent Hill. Final Fantasy, and and it kind of hurt me to put this down, but I liked it as a kid. Mortal Kombat. Oh, you mean that one? Yeah. And Kano was a badass in that movie, so I gotta forgive him for that. And then there was Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, which obviously because it was animated, there's only so bad that you can get unless you really fuck it up. And it was obviously much better than the Jean Claude Van Damme version. You know they're coming out with a new version with fucking um. That chick from Smallville as Chun Li, who's not even yeah, Chinese. Yeah, Kristen Crook. Nice. Kristen, yeah, that's it. Is nice. yeah, yeah. They had some picture on Kotaku. Where, like it was so huge, you could see her pores. <laughs> yeah, I remember it, that. It was hilarious. It was like big ass Kristen Crook faced. Oh shit, that's a pore. Oh shit, that's a pore. <laughs> uh, moving on to strangest games. Strangest games. I can't believe I forgot about Katamari Damacy. Oh yeah, and then. You gotta spend about sixty seconds on 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 Super Magnetic Nunu. Oh man, Super Magnetic Nunu was just like weird because of the characters. It was just you know the game itself was a standard game of platforming, even though the collision detection was completely fucked. But um, playing the Japanese version, you have uh, you know your main character who's a magnetic device kind of guy, and then the enemies, where the enemies would be like this old lady who would always be ranting and raving about trying to stop him, and then her two henchmen, one of which would always suck on a pacifier or something like that. What? And <laughs> they would always just focus on him for like three seconds, sucking on a pacifier. And the other guy was just like a ditz. And you're sitting like in a kitchen, it's magnetic nunu. He's like sitting in the kitchen eating cereal or something like that, and the scientist is like one really crazy ass scientist guy. He's running around screaming Japanese, and then you go, "All right, I'll take care of it." Except in being like, you know, motions because he doesn't talk. 
What the um, hell? So that game was very weird in terms of its plot devices and shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, now, now you have to detail to me what you mean by level of manhood equals Pokemon. I know what it means. That they, yes. they need to understand this. Pokemon, right. Pokemon is, is a strange game because you, you, you go and you'll fight the toughest people in the world. The toughest. Some old fucking guy who's like a syndicate master, right? O- only because your Pokemon are better than his, you're a better man than he is. He doesn't even like fucking take out a nine and shoot you. He's just <laughs> all right. I, you I, won. I, I, you, you, you beat my Pokemon. Uh, I, I, I can't do anything to stop you. You know, you'll be in, in like gang hideouts, beating people's mm-hmm. Pokemons, and they're like, "Oh man, um, go that way, and you'll be able to find what you need." Not you, stupid little fucking kid. I'm gonna right. break your arm you know, because I can. It's like uh, you know, you're like a ten year old kid beating thirty year olds, and, who and have you're guns. not even getting into fisticuffs with them. You know what's mm-hmm. weird? Michael Clark Duncan is going to be Balrog. Oh, my goodness. And Chris Klein is going to be Nash, a.k.a. Charlie. Oh, God. Okay, balls move on. <laughs> With balls in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what is, now, what is Fatal Rewind? Fatal Rewind is a Genesis game made it's by It's a dungeon Cygnosis, crawler, right? Huh? Dungeon crawler? No, it's a platformer. Oh, okay. Um, the premise of the game is that uh, in, this, in this weird fucked up future, criminals... They, um, it's kind of like uh, that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Running Man. Okay. Ah, but yes. in this game, in get this the future, criminals they get um, lobotomized, and their brains are placed into machines, little walkers. Uh-huh. And the object of the game is to escape, to always get to the top of the level. So it's like a maze game, mm-hmm. um, and it's a game show. But the thing about the game show is that if you die by any reason, because basically the reason why you have to get to the top in a certain time limit is that there's lava kind of rising up or acid rising up, and you have to keep on defeating the, the challenges to get up to the top before the acid consumes you. Um, before if, you die, get up now! You can, <laughs> you can also die from um, you know, just losing all of your armor from attacks and things like that. But uh-huh. whenever you die... You start the level over in autoplay, so it does exactly what you did huh? before you died, and then you can let it play by itself until oh. it gets to the point where you fucked up, and then you can fix it. That's pretty cool. That's why I like Fatal Rewind, but it's I wanna, strange. I wanna. I wonder if that's on Game Tap. That would be awesome. I don't uh, know. I still I, have it for Genesis. Nice. Yeah. I put. I put down Adventures of Dino Ricky. That was one of my bag of shit entries from a couple episodes ago. Oh yeah. It, my 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 theory is this in what universe do you throw copies of yourself at enemies as a weapon <laughs> and, and, and he's not a ninja I do it all the time yeah <laughs> especially when you're hung over there's killer seven which really needs no explanation um and then i put down phoenix ray ace attorney i was specifically talking about the last one but any one of them could you know fit but this last one had that that chef that was French mm, and French. homosexual, Ugh. which I really think must have pissed off both homosexuals and French people. Mm-hmm. Um, or homosexual French if you, people. Or homosexual French people. If you saw this character, like, he had, like, really buff arms with really, really dainty, tiny little hands and a pot belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, French people. And his rouge, hair was, like, all, all curled hands. and everything. And he had, yeah, he had rouge and lipstick on. Oh, my it's, like, God. It was so freaky looking. That must have been so offensive. And it's just really weird. Um... And then I put, I don't know if this really fits, but it was Predator. I was just fucking weirded out by the music in that game. Uh-huh. Mm, I haven't played it. 
And then when you like play fight against a predator, like it shifts to the screen where both of you are like half the screen big, and you can barely see because it's it's got an <laughs> NES flicker and it's like useless. Yeah, that was a shitty game. Um, so Al had this great top, uh, this great category, top ten games that changed the world. I just Super Mario to Brothers, add obviously. One to the weird thing, yes, though. yes, go ahead. Um, Rayman. I think that's a pretty fucking weird game. You're playing as Pikmin. that's a Pikmin. Pikmin is a fucking weird game too. That's yeah, <laughs> a good, good point. Good point. Yeah, Rayman, because you you have no limbs. Yep. Not only that, it's yep. just the, you're you're playing in a game that uh, your object is to hurt the rabbits who are imprisoning you. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Raven oh, rabbits. Raven yeah, Raven rabbits. <laughs> oh, that yeah. yeah, that one is. <laughs> 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 um, but um, no the the the, the platforming Rayman games, the ones that are like Mario, are really good, and they they give off this Tim this Tim Burton kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're, they're still weird, but they're completely different from. <laughs> um. Change the world. I'll put Mario Brothers for uh, Super Mario Brothers for obvious reasons. Um, Halo, Halo, mm-hmm. Halo was what really brought in the jocks mm-hmm. um, because that was a fucking revolution. That was like all the people who played GoldenEye but were still kind of tentative on it. Mm-hmm. Like that was that that is a fucking mascot game that we'll get to in a second. Um, there's Rock Band, of course. Um, I put down well, we both put down Mortal Kombat because that's what set off this whole fucking Senator Lieberman shit. Mm-hmm. Game ratings. I remember when I bought Mortal Kombat from Nobody Beats the Wiz the day I graduated from uh, Cablevision. <laughs> the day I graduated from eighth grade or something retarded like that. Um, like I was like in line, really nervous because I knew it had that MA17 label on it, and the guy sold it to me anyways. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. They didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, and following that, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas with yeah, hot coffee hot and all that coffee. shit. I put down Grand Theft Auto 3 simply because it brought the open world concept to the console successfully. Yeah, um, I did that too. I wrote that down. There, there would be that, and there's also a bl- uh, uh, Morrowind. Mm-hmm. Um, but Morrowind didn't really capture the public eye nearly as much as Grand Theft Auto 3 did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's DDR. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to put down DDR because, like, people that, – that's – I mean, we fit Guitar Hero. I think they all owe something to DDR. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's Doom, obviously. You skipped one. Re- Manhunt Man 2. Hunt 2, I'm sorry. Manhunt 2. First game first that was game banned. That was banned in the United States by all three publishers before it got resurrected as a watered-down version. And the game is shitty anyway. What happened to Pong? <laughs> what? Pong. You can't start a video game revolution without the first video game ever fucking made. Okay. Then that's yours. We That's have your ten. Entry, then. <laughs> now we have now we have ten. And then I, I would add WoW too, but um, no, no, that's that, that's a that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, and then there's Pong Combat. Oh yes, Pong Combat, <laughs> <laughs> Pong Combat was great. Um, and then I would say the Sims actually. Oh, that's true. That's, that's a big that one. is huge. That is huge. Uh, is it is it still the world's most uh, most best selling game? I think after, so. Yeah, at this point, it is Sim and all its expansions. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna quickly run through this last list before we hit the mailbag and these guys have to go. Uh, top ten games, and now you said greatest or shittiest, so we've divided them into great and shitty. Mm-hmm. With mascots in them, so Super Mario World is great. Sonic Two is great. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is also great. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody doesn't own an X sixty four, they can get the revamp on Xbox. But they actually censored the Xbox version. Oh. Some of it. Um, I don't think he pisses on things anymore. Oh. 
Um, Ratchet and Clank, great. Super Metroid, great. And then Smash Brothers is the definition of mascot game. Mm-hmm. So I had to put it on there. And then I put down Halo because Master Chief, you know, is the Microsoft mascot, I mm-hmm. would say. Yeah. I personally think that Tomb Raider Legend was pretty fucking awesome. I haven't um, played it yet. Well, basically, it took... I thought the original Tomb Raider, you know, in all its glory, was still shitty. Like, the way that you moved was really clumsy. Yeah, I and hate And they it. basically... they basically, And you, you're, you're carting around this, this lady with, like, double D, triple D, double D breasts. <laughs> wow, those are a lot of Ds. Yeah. And she's, <laughs> Take and some she's Ds like, off that bitch. And she's supremely athletic, and yet she's running around like a tank, like in Resident Evil. <laughs> and so when Tomb Raider Legend came out, they're like, you know what? Fuck it. She's hot. She's supposed to be flexible. She's supposed to be athletic. Let's make her like the Prince of Persia prince. And that totally changed the way that the game was played. And it was it was really fun. How much is um, this game? Cause nowadays? You, you kind of you put me onto it just now because you actually said <laughs> the control was good. I'm like, all well, right. It's like, like I said, it's, it's like Prince of Persia, basically. Um, yeah, I think I want to play this game now. You could probably get it off of Steam. Really? Let me check. Maybe. I don't know if Eidos lets you, but... Um, we'll see. On you, you could get the hard copy on Amazon for, uh, for PC ten bucks for PlayStation two ten bucks Xbox three sixty you have to get it an auction, but um, let's see. Next is Crash Bandicoot, which Al labels as shit. I never played it, so I don't know. Uh, um, and I'm about to buy how do front you run toward the screen, as a. <laughs> uh, uh, that's what they did. That's what they did in the Lion King. <laughs> What, uh, for, 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 for Super Genesis? Nintendo, so Genesis Super Nintendo, and I just bought Front Mission for DS because it's twenty bucks. Uh, <laughs> to my backlog. Thanks, Amazon. And then Ko the Kangaroo. Oh my God! What was that? What? The EA game or was that Acclaim? Uh, no, Ko the Kangaroo. I think was the Titus game. Um, Titus. What about Titus see. the Fox from Titus? Titus the Fox too. I didn't want to mention that though. Okay. Um. um. And then that's it for our, uh, not really top, but our mascot games. Yeah, Kangaroo um, Kangaroo's the tightest game. Titus. Titus. So, with that, I think that that's over a hundred items that we that we went through. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Um, and now it's time for us to take a breather and go to we the mailbag. Yay! We filled up what? We filled our quota. We filled our quota and then some. Mm-hmm. So on to the mailbag. Parties to go to. That's Alan Tony. So, uh, wow, this is a good question. This is from Digimatrix. Should review scores be removed altogether, in your opinion? Yes. Is Metacritic a great tool for consumers, or is it harmful? I know review scores generate hits based on a website or mag- uh, on a website or magazine, so they're not going to be completely removed. And there's that one time where Computer Gaming World removed them altogether, and they got hate mail. Is the A through F scale, which is used by One Up Now, any better? And finally, should reviewers keep the $60 price in mind when recommending games? Does a game need to be $60 worth of content to get a good score from a reviewer? Or is maybe the brilliant, brilliant experience of a seven-hour game just enough? Uh, thoughts, 
Quest that did it? Anything? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think scores should stay. I think that you take into account the price and you about you put it into the scores and overall understanding of how good the game is and how, you know that includes value. Uh huh. And um, that's it. I don't the, taking out a score makes reading a review sometimes too onerous for a lot of people. There's got to be some common language that everybody can kind of agree on. It's, it's why standards exist in technology. It's the same reason why, you know, a review, if you have to grade it, it's a guideline. You can still read the rest of the review. But I don't think that anybody who's looking for a review that is only going to look at the score, they're either going to look at the score and find some value there, or they're not going to read the review at all. So I don't think it does any damage, and I think anybody else who wants to read the review can. Right. I, uh, I've always been a proponent for getting rid of scores. I hate them. I because and and the thing is that it's not practical. I realize it. That's why scores are never going to be removed. It's not practical, like Ethan said. But from a you know from a conceptual standpoint, it's like there are so you. I don't think that you can truly break down every game into a number. Not everyone's going to conform to that same number. Not everyone's going to have the same taste in that product. And so it becomes an an, an issue of you know it, it's also the the catapult for all these. Stupid fanboy wars on forums that just does no good for society online. It just doesn't do any good. People are fucking arguing about scores, and then, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it comes to it. And here's where it comes to Metacritic, and I think Digimatrix is specifically talking about Dennis Dyack's conversation on one up on one of their podcasts, and I think he was a windbag on that podcast. I don't agree with, uh, I, not that I disagree, but I, he just made it too complicated for its own good. But so, but I agree in the sense that, like, now you're, Pete, you know, I don't know if you remember. I think Ethan, you actually posted this story for us, um, or or at least emailed us on that story. And Al, I see the the, the twelve hundred dollar Terra Enigma. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there was a time where where developers were getting their bonuses or salaries or whatever based on their Metacritic score. Bonuses. Their bonuses. Okay, and that was like, I, I don't like, I don't know if that like if they basically said, okay, well we're gonna pay you less to start off with, but if the game scores well, here's your bonus and it'll be bigger. Or or, or if they got paid decently from the, from the get-go and the bonus was just icing on the cake. But it's like, when one man puts a review up of a game, when this one person is particularly not really inclined to reviewing that type of game, but he does it anyways, basically, in effect, you know, going past his, you know... Uh, integrity as a critic and doing the wrong thing and saying, okay, I'm going to review this game even though I'm inclined to not like it. And he puts up a score that posts that posts on Metacritic, okay? And there are a couple of people that do that, you know, that kind of shift the balance low enough such that because this game didn't score a 90% on Metacritic, oh, this consumer is now going to avoid it, even though it could be the perfect game for that consumer because some consumers are just too lazy to read. That's where mm-hmm. I think scores are destructive, but again, it's not going to happen. We're never going to see them removed. So right. it's 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 a situation where logistically it doesn't make sense, but for the sake of the product and for the sake of the of evaluating the quality of something, it it really should. It's it's kind of like this when you when you watch Siskel and Ebert, uh, Siskel's pass away. When you watch Ebert and Rober, <laughs> okay, it's thumbs it's thumbs up or thumbs down. Do you play? Do you watch this movie? Do you play it or do you not? And even that causes an issue because let's say they gave a thumbs up to the Fast and the Furious because it had some. You know, kind of campy, fun racing action that was kind of cool. Ethan, you hated that movie, right? What the Fast and the Furious? Yeah, because you're like, there's uh, th- there's some stupid shit that happens that you just can't sit through. No, it's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> 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 Fucking liar. Um, 
But I feel the same way as you, right? But we both kind of like some, you know, stylish action in some respects, right? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I take, I, I hear your point, and I, I agree that I think it sucks when somebody rates a game and doesn't consider something that might appeal to someone's, like, particular taste, and so it gets kind of maybe blocked out. Yeah. Of, of what they might see, yeah, but, but I also kind of think like you need like I I totally agree that you do need a standard common language for people to be able to judge that on. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, I think that, it's I think yeah. it's a no win situation basically. I really just think it's no win. Um, the other thing with the score, it's it's not that like it's not that the review the reviewer is not taking it into consideration, but it's it's because they're they're limited by the standards of what a score means, and so they can't take it into consideration with the score, and the consumer won't take those things into consideration because all they do is look at the score, and then they miss out on something that they would really like, you know? I, I, t- I tend to think, like, that, you know, there are ways to present, like, the, the whole purpose of a score is to have some metric and to look at it mm-hmm. and understand mm-hmm. something relatively quickly without reading a whole review. Mm-hmm. And so if the, per- if, if the reviewer doesn't have the capability of uh, communicating something, then they just need to change how they're scoring it or add on a way to score it that does make sense quickly to somebody, and people can kind of choose how they look at those metrics and how they evaluate those scores. Right. And, and I mean, if you're scoring enough things, I think at some point you do get somewhat of a. Yeah, you're never going to be perfect, but you get at least like a right. banding. The, some, some, you know, this is like even if you do like A, B, and C, and A is like worth playing, B is like mediocre, and C is like really don't play it. There are C games like I don't I, for everybody like Mother Trucker or whatever. That, that <laughs> game is a fucking C game. But like there are games that are going to fall into that gray category. Right. Where, you know, I'm going to love them because I like like kind of bad porn games, and nobody else does. Do you say bad why. porn games? What? Do you say bad porn games? No, bad porn okay. games. <laughs> I like um, bad porn games too, but there's no category for that. The, the, so and that was really the, the the impetus for for me suggesting that we change to our five box system because we didn't have scores for a mm. while, and I liked it that way. But people were like, "Yeah, yeah you should put scores on." So you know, fine. We'll, we'll we'll do we'll meet it halfway. We'll just have five boxes. There are no half boxes. Just one, two, three, four, five, or zero for the very, very, very worst. Um, and then there's also this site called Crispy Gamer that does buy it, try it, or fry it, which is basically that's all it is. It's yeah, you should buy it, or you should try it. You should rent it, or or somehow, or if you're willing to buy it, go ahead. And then there's just plain old don't play it, fry it, kill it, you know. Um, Burn that shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, should the reviewers keep the $60 price in mind? Yeah. I I do think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree with Ethan in this case because because of the fact that you are... First of all, I think it's common knowledge that prices will drop in games. Yes, they will. Okay? So it's always going to be relative to another game that's out. So if I'm talking about do I... And my laptop just crashed. Holy shit. I hope this recording goes okay. But <laughs> do um do we take... Uh, Bioshock and Mass Effect, two games that came out relatively within the same period of time. They're both sixty dollars. Ten years down the road, if we're comparing them against each other, that's why it's that's why it's really important to take a look at when the review is written too. You know, because reviews aren't going to stand the test of time. Fucking a review of of you know uh, a movie with shitty special effects in the nineteen eighties that looked good back then isn't going to hold up today. You can't say, "Oh, these were great special effects." I can't watch <laughs> Superman today, right? So. If if we're gonna you know if we're gonna be able if we're going to throw them a bone in that sense and be like okay we understand that reviews for a product that's being released in this time frame then that includes the price mm-hmm. and also when he brings up a good point does a seven hour game make it worth sixty dollars even if it's brilliant I think it does no. I think if I don't it's th- worth it yeah 
Yeah, Agreed. I think it does. You, I, I don't no. think you can sit there. Well, no, you can't sit there and say, oh, break it down. This is only seven hours, even though it was like the best seven hours I've ever played in my entire life. You, you ha- it's, it's everything as a whole. That's why I don't like breaking things down. I don't like saying, okay, the graphics were shitty in this game, even though the rest of it's great, so I have to dock it like 0.5 points. I don't right. like weighted averages like that. I, right. it's, it's as a whole. Sometimes a game that's seven hours is seven hours for a reason. That, that right. where, If it went on too long, it would be bad. Then it, then it would be bad because it's just like, okay, well, why are you extending this? Why do I have to keep on playing this level? Or why do I have to keep on going here? I'm, I'm done with it. It was great, and now you're making me play it further. And eh, it's kind of that. But by the same token, of course, like if you throw a one-hour game and you expect a $60 experience out of it, there is a, there is a tipping point there where it's kind of like, uh, are you serious? 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand the concern with that question there. So, um, Any other comments before we move on? Mm-mm. Nope. I just wanted to say one quick thing, and, and that's, um, like, I'm focused on this at work a lot in terms of, like, a metrics piece. Mm-hmm. So it really does translate pretty well, and I think you're right in terms of, you know, it, weighted averages kind of tend to give you information that's not quite right, which is why you don't like, like, an overall score. Mm-hmm. And I think what you try to do in a reporting situation is just you continue to allow the user to drill down into pieces that they sure. find important, and you allow them to create their own method of sure. weighting stuff. Sure. And that's where people, I mean, if, if you can do that in the gaming industry and you can create a rating system where I can say, these are the things that are the, kind of the most important to me, and then you use that as a as a template for reviewers to fill out. That's the power. That makes it easier for everybody the, and, to kind of communicate. And that's the power of the web. You can't do that in a magazine. Um, yeah, going directly back to what Al said about things moving to the, to, towards the interweb. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so he now Digi writes back and, and, and gives us a couple of his lists for top 10. Oh, man, I'm sorry, brother. We, we, we should have added these categories. But uh, top 10 games for adults, and by adults he doesn't mean porn. But yeah, he, he, he lists five of these. He lists five of these, so Al, why don't you read them? <laughs> I have no idea why he wants to read these things. But anyway, uh, like top 10 games voice. for adults, he includes <laughs> uh, Max Payne series, Max awesome. Payne 1 and 2, uh, yeah. Indigo Prophecy, awesome. The Darkness, didn't play it, Bioshock, would be awesome if I played it past 45 minutes before my computer crashed, <laughs> and the Deus Ex series. So awesome. Two, three, four, five, six, seven games, actually. Oh, that's true, because Max means two. Um, but, then yeah. He says, uh, top ten games we need to play before the new game sequel comes out. And I got a whole shitload of these. Uh, yeah. Brothers in Arms. I have it in my desk. I haven't Fall- installed it yet. <laughs> yeah. I have not installed it yet. But Fallout 1 and 2, which oh, I must geez. say I own, and I oh, don't think I'll ever get to those me before too. Fallout 3 comes out. Me too. Because those games are each 120-something hours. Game. Yeah. Um, Splinter Cell Double Agent. I have that. I would like Go to ahead. play just because of the stupid dun 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 walk that I did at the uh, Digital Life. <laughs> They're shooting people, <laughs> villages in the face and stuff. Anyway, um, Diablo 2, which uh, I already finished it, but I, Tony... I'm going through it again, so if you mm-hmm. didn't delete anything and you're still able to play, I'd like to have you aboard for some Nightmare Mayhem. Just Cool. All just, my information is on my other computer. Don't. <laughs> just Damn. an interruption. I downloaded the Diablo 1 demo for my laptop a lot just to, 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 to revisit last week's conversation about trying to give it uh-huh. another chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after about half an hour, my index finger got really tired, and I stopped Damn. playing it based on fatigue. 
That's crazy. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? This isn't that bad. I remember why I liked it, why I started to like it in the first place. I just, you know, ended up hating it later. Oh, this is why. Ouch. Mm. Damn. Um, and then he said, Deus Ex. Oh, I'm sorry. You have to read it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Digi. <laughs> Don't apologize to me. Apologize to him. Uh, I apologize to Digi. I said, I'm sorry, Digi. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that part. Um, Deus Ex 2. He's already played it, but he wants to play it again afresh. Oh, the consoleized version, which, the is, first one. which is worse than the first one because it, they made it for consoles and dumbed down the inventory. Did I say that mm. out loud? I'm sorry. Go ahead. And Alone in the Dark, which um, he must be talking not about the, the remake. Yeah, not the Saturn version. And, well, I no, mean, I, the think original might, I think he might be talking about the original before the remake comes out because he's okay. over in the UK. That's true. Um, the original oh, okay. is like probably really hard to find because it's like yeah. made for 386s and shit. The other thing is that I heard not too kind things about Alone in the Dark, the new version, so maybe just don't skip that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Splinter Cell Double Agent, I own that for 360. I own Chaos 3 for PC and Pandora tomorrow for PC. I've not finished either of those, and I still mm-hmm. bought Double Agent. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> but there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, top 10 games for adults. I'll let, I guess I'll try to fill out another one. Uh, obviously, not not me personally, but Grand Theft Auto. I mean that that's fucking you know open world. Yeah. Um, triple X BMX. Oh god, that's not even a <laughs> no. top game. Period. As a top ten shittiest games for adults. Top ten shittiest games that feature titties. BMX. Number one. BMX. BMX number two. X. Number three. X. And number four. X. Exactly. Takes the top slash. Okay. Wasn't there a volleyball game? What was that volleyball game? Outlaw volleyball. Mm. But it didn't show titties. It just showed. It just had big breasted women clothed. But it was they were very big. Okay. Oh, speaking of bird breast women clothes, you got uh, Tecmo's Extreme uh, DOA Extreme Beach Volleyball. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dead or alive, yeah. launch it. Okay, guys. Um, edit this out. I gotta go. I really gotta go. I'm pushing it right now. Fare thee well, Tony. Thank you for sitting in on a hundred. Happy hundredth. Uh, Tony has left us. Al will leave us soon, so we're gonna try to read this really, 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 really fast. Okay, so this comes from. Edu Buccaneer. First of all, congratulations on reaching the 100th show. Here's to at least two more. Anywho, I've been meaning to ask you this question. And the question is as follows. Are there any trades or swaps you made with game-related stuff that you regret doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I, for one, sure do. I had a Game Gear, and I traded in for a Neo Geo CD, which broke after two days of use. Mm. Okay, to Al, what's yours? I traded in uh, my Dragon Ball Z, Super Nintendo games, my... Uh... Final Fantasy 4 twice. Uh, well, Final Fantasy 2 Super Nintendo, I should say. Um, loads and loads of Super Nintendo games that are great and some that are not so great. <laughs> um, uh, that's basically it. Basically, a lot of my Super Nintendo... No, 99% of my Super Nintendo collection has been regretfully traded. I only have, what, two games to Super Nintendo now. Super Bomberman and Mortal Kombat 1. Man, hindsight is a motherfucker because you know what I had in my collection? Final Fantasy 2, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 3, mm-hmm. Chrono... We we both had this. Chrono Trigger? And no, I never on. owned Chrono Trigger. Oh. Um, uh, when you saw Chrono Trigger in my possession, it was Geo's. He bought it. Okay. But I own those three, and now and now all those games are going for a pretty penny on eBay. Not not huge prices, but they're pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Um. And my entire collection I sold, my SNES collection, my NES collection, because I figured I wouldn't play them anymore. Uh, that's a lie. You know, I went back and I bought an NES, I bought Mega Man 3, I just, you know. And now it's coming out on WiiWare. No, Mega Man 1 and 2 are. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, huge regrets. Uh, it's just I can't. Even if I did keep them, though, I would end up selling some of them because I can't keep it in my apartment anymore. There's very little room. I have enough trouble keeping these discs as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan, have you ever traded in anything that you regretted? Or I don't do that. You, I keep everything. You don't play that shit? <laughs> you still, don't play that. You still have your Commodore? It, I keep it until it like breaks, and then I throw it away. Oh. <laughs> if I can't have it, no one can. So you still have all your old... like. NES and Master System and Commodore games and all that all that stuff? Yeah, I have it in a box somewhere in my mom's house. That's fucking awesome. Word. Yeah, I gotta I raid your mom's it. house and, 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 and steal that shit. That's right. You would never, ever find them. That's probably <laughs> That's true. Oh. Um, okay, so Eth- uh, Ethan's favorite reader because of his name, Aiden Boneham, says... Hey guys, I want to say congratulations for reaching such a momentous occasion. I've been a listener since around episode 30, and you guys have never failed me to keep failed to keep me entertained and make me laugh from the Jack Thompson email to, for Tony to Pirates vs. Ninjas to so many things in between. I just want to say Pirates vs. Ninjas was a fucking moment of the podcast. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god, and Jeremy's and Gideon's entries were so fucking awesome. Um, I just want to say here's to many more episodes in the future. Top few games I wish I played or finished but haven't. He says System Shock 2. Oh, that's a big one. Mm. I have that installed, and I haven't been touching it. But yeah, that's a good one. Um, GTA Three and Vice City, the only the only GTA games I've ever played are San Andreas, which I hated, and Four, which I absolutely love. I'd really like to see what the other games are like. Okay, um, top few most memorable gameplay moments in Team Fortress Two. I was playing a spy, and I just managed to kill a pyro with my revolver. <laughs> in the game, this is a rather difficult thing to do. So after killing him, I taunted him. And when this happens in animation <laughs> plays, the camera goes to the third person, and you can't move. While I was taunting, an enemy spy decloaked and backstabbed me while I was completely helpless. Had I managed to take a screenshot, it would have looked hilarious. I'm two, sure. Pa- two is part of the story of the longest journey. Uh, I f- a game I fully recommend to anyone who enjoys a good story. I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil the game. Okay, so thank you for not spoiling because I still have to play it. Three, the ending to the Grim Fandango. Al, this is one of the games you played, right? Yeah, but um, I don't have this one. No, actually, I don't. Let me see. I have it right here, the case. And Ethan, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have this one. Ethan, did you ever play Grim Fandango? It's adventure games. It was a LucasArts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think I played it. That was supposed to be one of those Tim Schafer classics that I wanted to play, too. Mm. Um, and it's then good. he says, for his shittiest bag of shit entry, uh, he'll say, Enter the Matrix and Star Wars Pod Racer Revenge. <laughs> I still have that game, Star Wars Pod Racer. Ugh. Well, I don't uh, know about Revenge, but I have Star Wars Pod Racer, which was actually pretty fun. When you got good graphics, but is it is it the same thing as Pod Racer Revenge or is it? Are they two I don't know. Things? I have no fucking idea. Oh, and he's attached an MP3 message. Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, we haven't listened to it yet, but we'll play it now. <laughs> hey guys, this pizza sure is heavy. I just want to say congratulations on a hundred episodes. There is many more episodes in the future. And there it is. Oh, I just listened to it. It's him going. (sighs) Thank you for that. Excellent. You, th- um, you love your butter, don't you? 
I love this butter. <sighs> oh my god, this butter's heavy. <laughs> Ethan, you missed Al being fat. Damn it. <laughs> Listen to um, some old fucking podcast, motherfucking fucking fuck. <laughs> okay, so I... <coughs> whoa. I think what we owe you guys is um, footage of the shittiest bag of shit games. Mm-hmm. So however we will get them, we will get them to you. Um... Be prepared for some really shitty games. We have sort of a million. SX Superstar. Ugh. Mortal Kombat on Game Boy. <laughs> Mortal Kombat on Game Boy. Street Fighter 2 for DOS. Bart versus the Space Mutants. And LJN's X-Men for the NES. So there are your uh, shitty, shitty bag of shit games that we will uh, give you footage of. Uh, mm-hmm. Housekeeping. This is the 100th episode, but we always have to do housekeeping. Al plays guitar. Where? XLM2K.blogspot.com. I like visitors and comments. Give him comments and visitors. Uh, Brian Fishman, our resident contributor, uh, who I owe some postings that I haven't because I'm an asshole. Uh, DrFishyPants.com. The word doctor is spelled out. Um, he's going to medical school. Congratulations to him. Shout out. All right. Uh, listen to uh, Game Slayers Radio. Uh, support them. Give them some ideas. They're kind of in hiatus right now. Um, Shenlong Bo has started his impromptu singing career. You can see his YouTube channel. Uh, musical Adrian, as in A D R I A N, uh, and that's when that Al boy can sing. Yeah, he can pre- he can sing pretty well. That um, boy can sing. And then you can find Ethan in Brooklyn. Yep, always, always in Brooklyn. Did you www.gotnoaddress.com. Yep. Did you move yet? No, I'm not. That's not happening. Oh, long story. Okay, mm. long story. Not for the podcast. You guys don't get to hear it because you're not special like he is. Um, all right, <laughs> useless so- fact. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and is, if you uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was gonna say useless fact. I, I wasn't saying useless fact to talk about somebody else's oh, shit. I was, okay. I was just gonna give it a useless fact. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a Spoonie Bard reference in Final Fantasy Tactics for PSP. Nice. Yeah. Another useless fact: if you want to get Terra Enigma for the Super Famicom, which is an awesome game, awesome you can, game. It can be all yours for just twelve hundred dollars on eBay. Yep. 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 I think I hear Virtual Console calling. Oh, that would be so hot if I know. did that. Oh, man. Oh, 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 man. oh, oh, oh. Um, All right, so that's it for us. Happy 100th. Uh, for Al. No Spoonie Bard could ever weave a tail. For the return of Ethan. Congratulations, guys. For Tony. Someone want to say something that Tony would say? I'm Tony, and I'm an idiot. Okay, that's it. Uh, we are Trigames. We're 100 years old. 100 episodes old. And we are out of here. Peace out, bitches. We got the cat neutered. Oh, you're kidding. Now the cat no, got no dick. Tony, that is not cool. That is so not cool. I can't even look at bulls anymore. What? Balls or what? I said I can't even lick his balls anymore. <laughs> That's going in there. Well, I think you can, but you're not risking pregnancy. Oh! <laughs> I, I think my throat is barren. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's How's get it going, the... guys? That's what they call the New Age goiter, pregnancy from Tony's throat. Ew. That would be awesome. <laughs> I got a bo- I got a goiter baby. All right, let me add this list back in for. He's crowning. I can't breathe. <gasps> <gasps> I'm 15 months along. Ew. <laughs> hey, uh, what's that movie with Kate Beckinsale? 
And she's a vampire. Van Helsing? Two of them. Van no. Helsing? No. Uh, oh, Underworld. Uh, Underworld. Underworld, thank you. What about that? Nah, I'm doing some game? super survey. They're f- <laughs> oh, and right. the, the the survey is like talking about some new movie coming out called Twilight and Twilight, Twilight. It's some movie about vampires or some shit. And it was like, what movie does it remind you of? And okay, like, here's we, we need. Yeah. I got one. I got one for Weird Game. Okay, I'm trying to remember what it is. It's the uh, predecessor, or no, no, it's the one after um, Fuck. I played really? that game. <laughs> one after Fuck. Wow. Oh. Is it called Smoke a Cigarette? Maybe kick, um, kick bitch out of your house. Fuck. Well, hold on. <laughs> fuck. I older. got a question for you. Why are you still here? Oh. I think it's Blue Steel. What? No, that's that's the um, modeling line that Zoolander went in. Yeah. Remember? Blue Steel. Oh. Yeah. Blue Steel. Fuck. For what? Dreamcast. Do great. Are you thinking about Dr- Blue Stinger? Blue Stinger. With dogs. That's what it sounds like because he runs. He looks like right. he's running really fast, but he's running really slow. Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? I, I was just like, <laughs> that was good. It was like, that, mm-hmm. that was good. Wait, oh. in, in this survey, they have this part right now I'm answering that says, <laughs> please answer the following questions from a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 means dislike very much and 10 means like very much, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the first one says renting movies. The second one says, for quality control purposes, please select the number 6 for this item. <laughs> what the hell? That's great. <laughs> Just to make sure our website isn't broken. Yeah. Please enter one for strongly agree. Two for strongly agree. Three for strongly <laughs> yeah. agree. Oops. <laughs> Remember, the choice is yours. They'll so pick six. Right. <laughs> I oh, digital camp. Sorry. I oh, digital crabs. Oh. Ew. Oh.